A smile is a facial expression, and it's formed by flexing our muscles at each side of our mouth. It's also thought that it takes at least 42 muscles to smile. In a TED Talk, Ron Gutman said that the good news is that we're actually born smiling, and they use 3D ultrasounds, techniques, and technology, and that you can see that developing babies appear to smile, even in the womb. And then when they're born, he says that babies continue to smile initially, mostly in their sleep. Gutman even said that blind babies smile to the sound of the human voice. He concludes by saying smiling is one of the most basic, biological, uniform expressions of all humans. The smile. Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. My name is Stephen Thompson and this is my experience. I'm a dad, a husband, a man of faith driven by curiosity and making efforts to be empathetic and compassionate. I'm here today to have a conversation with you about the past, the present, and the future with the hope that all of us will leave today ready to listen to our hearts and bring forth the contributions we wish to make at a local, national, and even a global level, if that's your desire. Today, I'm continuing to look at the music of Tupac Shakur and the leadership lessons that we can learn from him. Smile is actually a single released on Scarface's album, his fourth album, The Untouchable. And it was produced by Scarface, Mike Dean, and Tony Capone. But it did have an appearance by Tupac. And this song was one of Scarface's biggest successes. Most successful single that he had to date. And it made it to number 12 on the Billboard Top 100 charts. And the song was originally released with a different beat and a chorus on Death Row's Greatest Hits. In 1996 but then later they released it on Scarface's album Untouchable in fact this was one of the last songs that Tupac recorded before his death and then at the end of the song Scarface says a memory prayer memory for Tupac and one of the songs lyrics that stick out to me Tupac starts off at the beginning and they play his piece and it says this, there's going to be some stuff you're going to see that's going to make it hard to smile in the future. But throw whatever you see, through all the rain and the pain, you got to keep your sense of humor. you got to be able to make it through all of this. Remember that. Keep your head up. Yeah. The 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama. A lot of civil rights protests took place in Birmingham during the 60s. They started at the 16th Street Baptist Church. The 16th Street Baptist Church had a long history of being the religious center of the city's African-American population and places that they met, civil rights organizers met, including Martin Luther King. Now, the KKK had regularly called in bomb threats. They wanted to disrupt these civil rights meetings and they also wanted to disrupt the services at the church. On September 15, 1963, it was 10.22 in the morning. There were 200 church members in the building. Some were at Sunday school classes before the start of the 11 a.m. service. 
a bomb went off on the church's east side, and mortar and brick from the front side of the church spewed out and the interior walls caved in. The majority of the worshipers were able to get out of the building as the building filled with smoke, but later they found the bodies of four young girls, 14-year-old Addie Mae Collins, Cynthia Wesley, and Carol Robertson, and then 11-year-old Denise McNair, were found beneath the rubble in a basement restroom of the church. The four girls had a their funerals together, and Martin Luther King gave the eulogy. After four teenage girls were killed worshiping at church in a house of worship that was bombed. And he says in his eulogy, this is the conclusion. Now I say to you in conclusion, life is hard, at times as hard as a crucible steel. It has bleak and difficult moments. Like the ever-flowing waters of the river, life has its moments of drought and its moments of flood. Like the ever-changing cycle of the seasons, life has the soothing warmth of its summers and the piercing chill of its winters. And if one will hold on, he will discover that God walks with him and that God is able to lift you from the fatigue of despair to the buoyancy of hope and transform dark and desolate valleys into sunlit paths of inner peace. And so today, you do not walk alone. You gave to this world wonderful children. They didn't live long lives, but they lived meaningful lives. Their lives were distressingly small in quantity, but glowingly large in quality. And no greater tribute can be paid to you as parents, and no greater epithet can come to them as children than where they died and what they were doing when they died. They did not die in the dives and dens of Birmingham, nor did they die discussing and listening to filthy jokes. They died between the sacred walls of the church of God, and they were discussing the eternal meaning of love. This stands out as a beautiful beautiful thing for all generations. Shakespeare had Horatio to say some beautiful words as he stood over the dead body of Hamlet. And I today, as I stand over the remains of these beautiful darling girls, I paraphrase the words of Shakespeare. Good night, sweet princesses. Good night, those who symbolize a new day. And may the flight of angels take thy rest to thy eternal rest. God bless you. And I try to tie together the message of the funeral along with the messages that Tupac was saying in the song, Smile. That at times there are difficult things that happen in our lives and in the world around us. And in those times, when it feels difficult to smile, we can still look around and find a message of hope. It's another lyric from the song. 
Here's a message to the newborns waiting to breathe. If you believe, then you can achieve. Just look at me. Against all odds, though life is hard, we carry on. Living in the projects, broke with no lights on. To all the seeds that follow me, protect your essence. Born with less, but you still precious. Just smile for me now. In Brain Bulletin, it talks about the science of hope. And here's what they say. Hope is important for your brain. Neuroscientists are investigating the science of hope. It turns out that a feeling of hopefulness can change your brain. Your brain pumps chemicals when experiencing the sensation of hope. These chemicals can block pain and accelerate healing. Hope, which involves belief and expectation, causes the brain to release neurochemicals called endorphins and encephalins, which actually mimic the effect of morphine. The result is that the brain can overcome hurdles and move to a place of recovery. In scientific terms, hope and recovery are not causally connected, but they are co-related. I believe hope is as vital to the brain as the oxygen that we breathe. So neuroscientists are, are telling us that our brain can be changed by hopeful stories. Further on, in the same article, talking about stories, Stories are the number one brain state changer on the planet. That's what a neuroscientist said. Stories do far more than entertain. Neuroscientists believe that our brains are wired for stories. Stories captivate your brain. They release emotions that are inexplicably tied to those story characters. Brain scientists call this narrative transport. So think about this. Neuroscientists say that hope and telling yourself stories actually release chemicals into your brain that aid in recovery. When things happen that are challenging and that make it hard to smile. In fact, our brain, we can aid our own recovery. You see, we're all storytellers. We all have the ability to tell our own stories, and in fact, we are. At this moment, you, me, and everyone is telling a story. So when you have that choice, when you're at that intersection, that fork in the road, take time out to tell a story, a story that is hopeful, and one that connects you to the best of yourself, not the worst. You see, life is going to toss uncontrollable, often unfortunate events at us. And they're going to be harsh and they're going to be hard. But we can walk through it. And, and when those events happen, the majority of the time, they may not be your fault. They may just occur. But you as a leader work to direct people towards their smiles. Direct people towards a hopeful story. Allow someone to shed tears and also allow them to be in pain. Acknowledge and accept the hard, the grief, the pain, and know that it isn't permanent. In fact, 
you can take time out to help someone to smile. And when they do, and when you do help them to smile, you're connecting them with hope and you're connecting them to recovery. You're not connecting them to despair. And as a person of influence, what do you want to be associated with? Do you want to be associated with fear, the negativity, or do you want to be associated with hope and positive storytelling? It's not pie in the sky. Because neuroscientists say that it is backed by science. So we can say there have been tests that say that when you tell yourself a positive story that your brain releases chemicals that will aid you in recovery. So they studied it. So we can do that. And we know that we are doing it from a position and from a place of intelligence and from a place where we can move forward and where we can heal and where we can recover and we can be the best version of ourselves that we can be and we can aid other people in doing that as well. And that's what we should be trying and attempting to do each and every day. So as we close, as we end our 31 days, smile. Thank you for listening to the Stephen Thompson Experience. Here's what I want you to do today. I want you to look up at the sky and I want you to say thank you. And I want you to put your feet on the ground and I want you to feel the ground that's underneath you and be locked into the present moment because the present moment is what we have. And accept that. You see, we do want to plan for a great future, and we don't want to look back in the past and see regret and pain and hurt, and maybe we do, but go back. Go back and look for your victories, and then in the present moment, stop. Look around your surroundings. Be thankful for what you have. You have the ability to hear this podcast, which means you have access to technology, You have strengths, gifts, talents, and abilities, and people who care about you. So move forward from that place into your hopes, into your dreams, into your highest aspirations for serving other people in the time that you have on this planet. We all want to give back. We all want to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. And that is possible. Thank you.